Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Diana Rumrill, who's an Alexander Technique teacher, a physical therapist, a violinist, and a singer in Washington, D.C. She attended the University of Connecticut for physical therapy, the Hart School of Music for Voice, and the Philadelphia School for the Alexander Technique for her uh, Alexander Technique teacher training. And we're going to talk today about a process that is part of the Alexander Technique. Uh, it could be called a procedure, if you like, in the Alexander Technique uh, world called constructive rest. Sometimes it's called Alexander lying down. Uh, there are a few other names for it. Uh, I, they don't come to mind right away, but it goes under different names. And we're going to talk about that process and its usefulness. Diana, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Robert. It's really nice to be back on the show. Yes, because we have had a, a couple of conversations earlier. Um, maybe... Um, it would be uh, maybe it would be good if you would uh begin if you if you're okay with this by just describing a little bit what constructive rest is sure so constructive rest um in a sort of skeleton form uh so to speak right is basically lying on some sort of firm surface usually the floor um, it could be on a table if it's going to be, say, a, a table lesson type of a situation. And usually the person is lying on their back with their knees bent and their feet flat. And they might have their head supported with a book or two so that their head is in neutral. It's not falling backwards or forwards. And usually their arms are bent at the elbows and hands resting on the torso. And there can be some variations of all that. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was just going to say, and the, the purpose can be, you know, lot, can take lots of different forms. But in general, it's to be able to think through your body and really get your your proprioception going in uh, useful directions mm -hmm. um, could you elaborate on on that last uh, couple of sentences just for people who are not familiar with this with this method sure and that that was kind of a, uh, a elaborate way to sum that up you can go around in your day kind of not being aware of your body until maybe it starts to hurt or feel uncomfortable. And that's how a lot of us go around. I know I did a lot of the time before I started to study Alexander Technique. And this is a way to really pay attention to your body as it is in its own, you know, length, width, and depth and to notice any tension that isn't useful. And um, there's a certain structure that's used in uh, Alexander's directions. Mm -hmm. But it, it, for, for someone listening to this, um, 
they might think, well, what is so special about uh, about constructive rest as you describe it? I could just lie down in bed and and maybe accomplish the same thing. So, what's the distinction? What's the di- what's special about constructive rest? Right. Sure. So, if you were just you know lying down to rest, it might be to to zone out or to um, you know think about something else or to try to fall asleep. And instead, this is an active sort of thinking, and it's using your your mind to explore your body from the inside. One way you might look at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, part of part of the uh, the layout of constructive rest is that firm surface, which could be a carpet. It could be it could even be a massage table. It doesn't have to be uh, solidly hard, but it needs to be pretty firm. And the reason for that is that you're you're getting feedback uh, from that surface about the back part of your body, for sure, at the very least, which you may not have much awareness of. Right. If you're lying on a bed or some kind of really soft surface, you're not going to you're not going to get that. Right. You're just sinking into it and your skeleton is kind of collapsing a little bit. Mm hmm. Now, you mentioned the knees um, being bent with feet flat on the floor. There is There are a couple of variants on that. Um, one is putting a bolster under your knees um, so that your knees are still elevated, but your feet are no longer uh, flat on the floor, or putting your lower legs on a couch or something like that. It, the, the thing in common there is that your knees are elevated uh, with respect to your hips. And it's my understanding, and as a physical therapist, it might be interesting to get your take on it, that that kind of inherently uh, works to your advantage in terms of uh, of releasing pressure on your back, particular, particularly your lower back. Yeah, sh- sure. It takes your psoas muscles, which are muscles that are in the front of your leg joints and attached to the front side of your spine. Mm-hmm. And it takes them from um, a relatively tightened position when your legs are out straight and puts them in a slackened position when your your hip joints are slightly flexed. Um, and I, I do think, for especially for some people who might you know, be in pain somewhere or really have a hard time experiencing letting go of their habitual, um, habitual tension. Maybe they've never sensed that before. I think it's a great idea to be able to rest on a bolster, um, with somebody's legs. I do that with, uh, in a physical therapy, uh, Alexander technique context all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's true that, um, People with low back pain are often advised by uh, doctors or physical therapists to to sleep with some support under their knees to elevate their knees. And I think the idea there is it takes some of the, is again it takes some of the pressure off your spine. So it's kind of setting things up for you to be able to more easily release uh, excess tension in your body. Right, right. Rather than being in sort of a 
close to your end range position of your psoas muscles right. being straight up, it takes in, starts, puts in a, in a, um, a little bit more neutral position. Right. And I mean, one thing I always uh, tell my students when I introduce them to that, typically, uh, or in, just as background, Alexander teachers often use that uh, lying down position to work with their students. It's often part of an Alexander lesson. And uh, what I what I tell my students is that uh, I tend to use the bolster quite a bit, um, especially at the beginning. And I, I make it really clear to, to them to, that it's useful for them to notice that they don't actually have to do anything to be there. There's no work involved at all. So if they are noticing they're doing any work, um, they might want to experiment with saying no to that. Do you do you talk in those terms with your with your students or? Yeah, I I think it's interesting to try both the sort of unsupported version and the supported version. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it gives you different experiences. Yes, but yeah, I think that is a really nice way if somebody. Um, you know, especially when someone's new and might say, well, I have to work a little bit in my leg muscles so that they don't just topple over onto the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, over time, that becomes a little bit more easy to support in your natural structure to just have your your legs with very minimal work uh, bent. But, yeah, especially at first or, you know, for anybody, being able to just just be and just just allow yourself to exist on the floor um but remaining conscious but remaining conscious exactly yes, yes. i think is great um do you want to say anything about um the role of gravity in all of this uh, in comparison say with when we're standing or sitting sure any i thoughts mean we're on that yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're we're used to being in a certain relationship to gravity when we're standing and sitting and we're used to reacting to gravity in habitual ways and especially true with people who have pain in their spine, which is probably uh when I have my physical therapy days, maybe 50 to 75% of my day is working right. with people with pain in their spine in some way. And, you know, being in a lying down position lets you experience your spine without the compression, quote unquote, compression of gravity. Um, you know, you also have the network of your soft tissues around you. So it's not just being, you know, smooshed like a column. But but still, it's, you know, your discs get to be relieved of pressure. Um, you know, you get to experience your musculature in, in slightly different ways. That you might not if you're just you know sitting in your same old office chair or standing right and as someone who has a small kid, um, you know my parents would measure my height in the morning as I was getting taller, and they said the morning is the time to do it because that's the consistent reading over the course of a day. you get a little shorter just from the pressure that you put on your on your spine the little discs, uh, some of the fluid comes out of them, and so on. 
And I'm amazed that a lot of people are completely unfamiliar with that fact about themselves. And in fact, what I tell students who aren't to go home that night, measure their height before going to bed, and then first thing in the morning, and they'll notice often that it's quite a bit higher, easily half an inch or more. And I, what I say is that the Alexander lying down position kind of in a way, is telescoping that a bit. Kind of, it's like lying down on steroids, so to speak. You get a little extra length in a shorter period of time. Yeah, so kind of a, like giving yourself a tiny traction. Exactly. It is kind of a tiny, yeah, traction or certainly uh, a decompression of some sort. Yeah. Right, yeah, not yeah. literally a pulling. Not, not but, pulling, but right. uh, letting go of pulling in, maybe, it would be a way of describing it. Um, the other thing that I think is worth mentioning about this position, uh, constructive rest, is that uh, once someone starts having lessons in the technique and starts becoming familiar with Alexander self-directing processes, uh, lying down is a great place to explore those because you can notice things a lot easier when they're you can notice subtle changes in yourself a lot easier when you're not moving or or even standing or sitting uh that uh it's a great place to explore alexander directing right i i kind of liken it like it's like having a zero point to start from mm-hmm. um you know our daily activities were so fraught with you know habits and and things we're just we can't see because we're so used to feeling them and it gives you a place to kind of just begin sensing and being able to experience parts of your body in sort of a, a starting place mm-hmm. and I, i'm sure you've run it you run into this all the time you live in washington dc kind of a high power town really i live in <laughs> i live in uh in lincoln nebraska which is much more laid back but i i notice it as well that a lot of people today are just driving themselves nuts with multitasking and overscheduling and um that they don't really give themselves any time during the day just to be consciously aware of themselves without in the context of not doing anything I'm right sure, i'm sure you see that in dc all the time oh right? my gosh it's like a religion in dc you have to overbook yourself or there's something wrong and uh yeah and i i think it's you know, it it can be terrifying at times for somebody who's very used to, you know, being driven and successful to to stop and just experience their body, um, you know, as it is. It can be very scary and brave to. It to can do that. be. It can yeah. be scary. You think, oh, I'm I'm losing fifteen minutes here that I could be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um. Is there is there anything else that you'd like to say about constructive rest that we haven't touched upon? Uh, sure, just that it's it's so worth it, and it sounds like it's it sounds so foreign if you're new to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds strange that it would be 
so richly rewarding to lie down on the floor and to think for 15 minutes. And I know I, I first came to Alexander Technique, but I, I was, you know, more or less one of those, you know, always doing kinds of people. And I, I wasn't sure what to make of it. And it has been so rewarding and so amazing in ways that I wouldn't have suspected to truly make it a regular practice just in you know in the in the middle of the work day just for a few minutes even for a minute at times if mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. are really busy yeah you're waiting for someone you got a minute or two even if you don't have the exact equipment you can improvise and uh, even a minute or two of this can be very very helpful i think a lot of people think when you show it to them they think how could this as you say how could this be do all these wonderful things that you're talking about. It seems way too simple, almost trivial, yes. right? Um, right. Yeah. And you'll you'll never run out of things to explore once you begin. It, it seemed at first to me like, okay, well, here's my body, <laughs> but but there are so so many new layers to explore, and it's always new every time you come to it, um, if you let yourself be open to learning. So. Definitely try it. There's lots of resources online, on YouTube. Uh, there are people who have made great CDs of um, mm -hmm. talk-throughs of how to think through this. Yeah, and I think we should emphasize that you don't have to even be taking Alexander Technique lessons to benefit from this. Yeah, definitely. You, you Even just if you do nothing else but just try the lying down part. Um, I've definitely had patients who you know, weren't necessarily real open to going deeper into, you know, true Alexander work, but just um, told me that they lay down in the semi-supine position for a few minutes in the middle of their workday and got some pain relief that they weren't getting from, say, their, their pain medications mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. um, such. Yeah, and certainly if you're if you're lucky enough to be uh, in a work environment where you could lie down for a few minutes on the floor in your office and not uh, attract uh, the wrong kind of attention for your career, uh, take advantage of that. Uh, it's, it is, it's, you know, there's a lot of uh, research now about the importance uh, or the usefulness of allowing employees to nap at work, which used to be a big no-no. And this, uh, I think, is an even more powerful process in terms of restoration, if you like, than, than napping. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe don't do it if you're in uh, road construction or if you're a surgeon, but otherwise it's you know really recommended. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that this would be a good place to, to, uh, to bring our conversation to a close. Um, my guest today has been Diana Rumrill, who's a physical therapist and Alexander Technique teacher, violinist, and singer in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, we'll put a link to her website, and if you are at all interested in any of the things she offers, which I guess is mainly physical therapy and uh, Alexander lessons, right? Do you teach, yes. do you teach violin as well? I do, yeah. Oh, so if you want to learn to play the violin or... Um, anyway, if you're in the D.C. area, uh, we'll put a link to her, uh, her, her website. We'll also put a link to a website that will give you 
more information about the Alexander Technique and uh, uh, ways to locate a teacher anywhere in the world. And I think I'll also put a link to a page on that site, which is basically devoted to pulling together all of the resources on constructive rests that are out there. So there are photographs, there are podcasts, there are videos, there are articles, there are just a ton of material out there. Uh, that really, I think anybody who's interested could get started uh, without any outside uh, assistance. So, Diana, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Robert.